Unconditioned. This is your host, Hedy Shaw, and this podcast is my journey to the self, dedicated to my imaginary daughter so she can receive all of her a lot more effortless than I ever did. In this podcast, I share my reflection, breakthroughs, and life experiences as a woman, immigrant, entrepreneur, movement teacher, former people pleaser, and a recovering perfectionist. By pressing play, you join me in stretching beyond outdated, rigid conditionings of the past and present to build bridges for our future generation to step on. Let the unconditioned journey begin. There was a point in my life where I immersed myself in every self-help book I could find, pretty much in every single one of them. There's a chapter on practicing gratitude. It usually goes like this. You can be grateful and feel depressed, sad, overwhelmed, etc. at the same time. These emotions can't exist at the same time. So practice gratitude. I believed it wholeheartedly. And every morning I woke up and wrote three things I was grateful for. So often as I wrote them, I heard this voice in my head that said, but that's not true. How about this and that? I immediately drew a wall against those thoughts and continued forcing myself to write those gratitude lists because they said you couldn't be grateful and miserable simultaneously. Ha ha. It felt forceful. It felt not true. I continued showing up to the practice that hopefully one day this feeling would disappear and I saw the magic of practicing gratitude. Until there was a moment in time that I got laid off from the job that I forced myself to be grateful for. I got ditched by the person for who I forced myself to be thankful for. And so many other things. It felt so ironic. Instead of feeling super sad, I sighed. Relieved that I no longer needed to be forcefully grateful. Don't get me wrong though, my ego was bruised and I was hurt, but deep down a part of me was freed. And after going through the grieving period, I was a lot happier than I ever thought possible. When I realized it, I felt disheartened by this whole notion of gratitude practice. I felt I was lied to all those years. I used my gratitude practice as a tool to pretend I was content in my life while I wasn't. I broke up with any form of gratitude practices after that, like how you can't trust the same guy after being cheated on. It's been five years since the last time I wrote a gratitude list until recently. Very accidentally, there was a point in early June when the day-to-day thing consumed me. I was obsessively focusing on all the things that weren't going well. My confidence was draining and I constantly felt I needed to change everything and nothing seemed to be working. As I was sitting with all these emotions, this question popped up. What are the things you have right now that you thought were a dream a few months or years ago? And bang, this simple question gave me a new perspective. I created a list of all the things I once thought were a dream and now it's my reality. In two minutes, my mood was shifted entirely. 
I no longer felt I needed to start from scratch while I moved forward with everything on my list that I already created and achieved. Looking at my list, I realized I was writing a gratitude list. I laughed and thought to myself, maybe I've been too hard on our friend gratitude. I decided to give it a second chance, but with a twist this time. Here's my practice. I write, even though there are X, Y, and Z I would like to change, improve, I am grateful for A, B, C. This tiny tweak helped me to acknowledge all parts of my human experience and remind myself that the presence of gratitude doesn't mean the absence of all the other emotions and experiences. Unlike what the self-help world has taught me, maybe you too, I believe we can hold a spectrum of emotion in each moment. You can be grateful and grieving. You can be grateful and feel disappointed at something. You can be grateful and fill in the blank. I also keep this question at the forefront of my life these days. What is it you have right now that once was a dream? As if daily I find evidence of all the things that worked. It helped me find new sparks in ordinary things. Most importantly, I don't feel like I have to start from scratch. I'm building my life with everything I have already created and experienced. It feels more empowering and puts me in the creative seat of my life. We have robotic gratitude practice and an embodied one. Looking back at what I previously practiced, I realized I was using the practice as a way to bypass what was hurting. I often been told that what you have is a dream for someone else. Maybe the things I had before was a dream for someone else, but it didn't mean I needed to be grateful for it too. But I get to be grateful for what I truly desired and they happened. Often they were things that I didn't dare to do, be, have if life didn't push me. And today I remember to take pleasure in having them. One of the things that I've been paying extra attention to has been how often I let myself experience a pleasure. It's interesting how I have also been seeing this among my friends on how They want for something to happen, and it does, and they immediately go into the next on their list, not letting themselves take pleasure in what arrived and now became part of their reality. Maybe a part of it is because we're afraid if we celebrate it or make a big deal out of it, it may be taken away from us. Or we may cast the idea that we're satisfied with every aspect of ourselves while we are not. Interesting, right? What is the point if you're not willing to enjoy something that we desperately wanted for so long? What is it that prevents us from pleasing ourselves with the thing we enjoy and desire? I genuinely believe pleasure lives in the body. It's a state of your body rather than mine. When you think of celebrating something beautiful that recently happened, what do you experience in your body? I often find myself feeling this clutch in my womb. What do you feel? Can you take a soft breath in where it is in your body? 
And as you exhale, let that sense of tension, anxiety, and stiffening expand and gently rest. And remind yourself that you're safe to experience pleasure as much as experiencing grief and sadness. I believe we don't want to experience something because we don't feel comfortable experiencing all the sensations. The sensation of celebration and pleasure feels so out of touch for so many of us. Next time, when you eat your favorite meal, make love or do something you truly enjoy, could you explore the idea of giving yourself the pleasure of it all? Can you get yourself acquainted with this sensation? The other thing that came to light for me is how my parents never knew how to be happy, take pleasure in things they worked so hard for. And it was the same with their parents and perhaps their parents' parents. You may also know people who feel like they've got so much to be grateful for, but they're always come across as miserable and dissatisfied. I don't want to oversimplify people's lived experiences, but I truly believe we are more used to struggle than pleasure as a society. Here's another question for you. What is it that turns you on? Let your body answer this question. As you ponder on this question, I leave you with this magnificent poem from Ralki's Book of Hour. How surely gravity's law, strong as an ocean current, takes hold of even the smallest thing and pulls it towards the heart of the world. Each thing, each stone, blossom, child, is held in place. Only we, in our arrogance, push out beyond what we each belong to for some empty freedom. If you surrender to earth as intelligent, we could rise up rooted like trees. Instead, we entangle ourselves in knots of our own making and struggle, lonely and confused. So like children, we begin again to learn from the things because they are in God's heart. They have never left him. This is what the things can teach us, to fall patiently, to trust our heaviness. Even a beard has to do that before he can fly. Thank you for lending an ear to my tales as I continue choosing the big life, shattering walls, shed hard skin and opening doors with the hands of my own. Stay unconditioned, my friend. See you next month.